Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ten AM car car radio. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. Great to have you on the program today for the best car radio show in all of Michigan. I am out in San Diego, California, broadcasting remote today from uh, the cute uh, little 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 Italy area, right downtown. I've been testing Toyotas out here. We'll be talking about Toyota later in the program, but uh, got a great lineup for you today. We're going to be talking uh, some racing with Ernie Francis Jr. Just in town, uh, we'll be racing Indy Lights at the Detroit Grand Prix uh, this year in June. Also talking to Rob Holland, who uh, races a Porsche Cayman GT4RS in the SRO GT series. Uh, Kind of talk a little little uh, production, uh, not just Toyota, which made a spectacular announcement this week. They're bringing in a GR Corolla hot hatch. I know that's a big deal for all of you Toyota lovers out there. Finally getting a hot hatch out of the Corolla folks. And uh, we'll also be talking with uh, Robin Warner, good friend of the program. He and I were just testing the new Mazda CX-50. Yet another nice, crisp handling Mazda from uh, that wonderful brand, but this has a little bit of off-road chops to it. So uh, great stuff, uh, a lot of variety for you today. Uh, give us a call here, 313-778-7600. As always, if you want to join the conversation, and, uh, and I think we've got Ernie Francis on the line with us. Ernie Francis, Jr., how are you? Hey, doing pretty good. Good to be on with you guys. Yeah, yeah, great to uh, great to uh, hear from you. I uh, you were just in town in Detroit uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm uh, sorry I missed you on that occasion, but um, you were uh, publicizing the free pre day at the Detroit Grand Prix. How did how did your day go? Uh, it went really good. It was actually a, a Zoom um, Grand Prix Grand Prix day uh, promo that we were doing. But yeah, no, went really good. You know, really excited to uh, to be going back to uh, to Detroit. It's been a, a pretty successful place for me in my Trans Am career, uh, winning races out there. So, you know, to be able to get back out there in the Andy White series is uh, really exciting. And uh, I'm ready to get out there and just get on track and turn some laps. Yeah, it's uh, exciting to have Andy Lights coming here uh, out there with uh, with the, with the, uh, the big boys in IndyCar. Uh, always, I think, uh, really exciting for fans to see uh, the two rungs of IndyCar right there side-by-side. Side. Um, interesting step for you. You've been a dominant force in Trans Am for some time now. Um, you've, you've won titles, I think, in Trans, in Trans Am, TA2, and TA3, and now you're transitioning to 
Indy Lights. Uh, what do you think of that? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a big transition, but it's something that I can adapt to. You know, it's a race car at the end of the day, um, so I feel like I can uh, I can figure it out. But yeah, you know, won seven championships in the Trans Am series and the TA3 uh, and TA1 classes, um, so you know, it was pretty successful out there. But it's a it's a big transition. These cars have a lot more downforce. They're a lot um, a lot more of a handful on track to drive. So you know, just learning it every time we get on track, getting better and better. Yeah, the, uh, the the Trans Ams are, are uh, it's a wonderful series. Of course, uh, folks in Detroit know them well. Uh, uh, our homeboy Roger Penske uh, goes all, way back to the origins of Trans Am. That's where he cut his teeth. And and, and I I race a uh, sports racer in the uh, in vintage series around the country. We occasionally hook up with the Trans Am uh, series because SBRA owns. Trans Am, as well as uh, the biggest vintage race in the series. I think I was at uh, Circuit Americas in 2019. Yeah, um, I was racing down there. Uh, you were down there in, in Trans Am, and, and you raced the. You were racing one of the big boys. I mean, you're you're racing TA, the top of the top shelf yep. Trans Am car, a Mustang, I believe. How much horsepower did that thing have? Yeah, those, those Trans-Am TA cars, they make about 850 horsepower, so plenty of power. Uh, they just weigh a little bit, um, a little bit heavier than the lights car. Um, but, yeah, they make tons of power, so it's a, it's a, it's a good training ground to, to learn how to drive on track um, and to learn how to control a high-horsepower car and uh, modulating a throttle. Yeah, they, uh, you were out there with Amy, um, Amy Ruman, uh, a good friend of this program, Paul Fix. Uh, is in that series, some really good drivers. So, uh, yeah, impressive that uh, you came out on top against that against those folks. So, as you as you transition from that big car, that 800 horse car, to the uh, to the Indy Lights car, what um, you talk about the the downforce difference, which is huge. What's what's the uh, power plan in the Indy Lights car? You know, the Indy Lights car is a four cylinder turbo. They make about uh, 500 horsepower. They're still uh, plenty powerful, and they weigh about a thousand pounds less than the Trans Am car. So in the straights, they're actually uh, very similar, if not a little bit faster than the Trans Am car. So, uh, so you know that that's not too difficult for me to adapt to because I'm already used to the uh, used to the speed. The biggest thing is just getting used to the uh, to the downforce and used to the braking levels that the cars can do and how fast they can turn. Um, but you know, it's just uh, it's just adapting to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be exciting to to uh, to watch you out there. You, have you guys um, have you guys had an event? I know the IndyCar guys debuted down in St. Petersburg. Or, or uh, did you did you guys uh, compete down in St. Pete as well? Uh, yes, we did. Yeah, we had the St. Pete races, our first one, uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, we had a pretty pretty decent day out there. You know, we didn't have a ton of testing time before. Um, we were able to uh, go from 14th to 7th in the race and uh, bring home a solid finish for us, get us some decent points for the weekend, and uh, you know put us in a good spot for uh, for the next race. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love uh, IndyCar racing, Indy Lights racing. Uh, you guys race every discipline in the sport. Uh, street circuits like St. Pete in Detroit, you go on ovals, you go on road courses. It's a real test of driver skill. And Ernie, you're 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 a real ambassador in this sport as well. I, I believe that uh, you're an African American driver. I, I believe Force Indy, your team, is the first uh, African American-owned team in Indy Lights. Is that correct? 
Uh, yeah, it is. You know, we, we pride ourselves on trying to be a diverse team and showing that, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. Um, it only matters how you perform on the track. And, and we're trying to, uh, to do that with this team. Um, thanks to uh, Penske Entertainment's, you know, Race for Quality and Change, uh, initiative they're doing, and then Rod Reed uh, for, for running the, the Force Indy team. Uh, he's put together this this whole program, um, and it's really been super successful. You know, last year they got a, their first win um, running in the uh, in the USF 2000 series. So now they're able to step up into uh, into Indy Lights and uh, looking to carry over that same success. Yeah, it's a, it's another series that I run with uh, in the S2000 rate. rate uh, sometimes we run with the. Uh, FRP Formula uh, Race Series. It has a USF 2000. It's always, uh, you know, it's fascinating. I'm an old, old guy, old racer, racer getting my kicks uh, at the age of 59. But it's so exciting to go to an FRP race weekend and see the F2000 uh, series out there, to see the 1500 series out there, see these young uh, kids coming up, uh, 15, 16. Uh, 18-year-olds, so they're coming in from all over the world. Uh, did you come up through that uh, formula series? How did you get into racing? No, I didn't. I actually uh, started in go-karts when I was uh, four years old and then uh, started racing uh, sports cars when I was 13 in the Spectrum Auto Series and then, um, you know, raced sports cars all my life until until this last year when I started racing uh, FR Americas and then in the like this year. The, uh, I think you come from uh, Florida, in the Fort Lauderdale area. Uh, did you go to a lot of uh, racing as a kid? Did you go to Daytona, Sebring, take advantage of the tracks nearby down there? Yeah, I, I raced a lot at Daytona, Sebring, uh, Homestead, Palm Beach. Um, been to the Daytona 24 and Sebring 12 hours a few times. And, and so, so, you know, definitely uh, was able to enjoy the racing down here. Yes, uh, I used to, uh, when I was racing, and I was a younger guy, I'd go down to Florida uh, early in the season. The weather is always great in Florida, of course, in January, February, and uh, we'd start the racing season down there when I was racing with my father. There's some tremendous uh, tracks down there, and I think your uh, family is into racing as well. Do you, uh, you, guys, you guys have a race shop in Davie, Florida, is that right? Uh, yeah, you know, my uh, my dad was what he got me into racing. My dad had raced, uh, you know, since the early '80s and had a had a racing team. Uh, so that's how I gotten into it. Um, yeah, and then you know he's been a super big supporter of my my career and what I've been doing. Um, so yeah, the family element of it is really big for me. Yeah, yeah, same same for me. I, I grew up at the racetrack with my father, and uh, you kind of get uh, get a little oil in the blood, and it's hard to get it out. Uh, so it's a wonderful, not only a great sport, but a, but a great way to uh, race with your family. Um, so, uh, Ernie, when you were you were on that Zoom call with um, announcing free pre day here uh, last week for the Detroit Grand Prix in June, uh, you were talking to a number of kids as well from local uh, schools. Uh, when you when you talk to to kids, how do you how do you encourage them? Uh, to get into motorsports. Yeah, you know, the biggest thing you can do is just uh, tell them to get out to the track. Um, that's the biggest thing is being able to go to the racetrack and and see what's going on. Um, connections are so big, networking is so big in this sport, 
So if you can go to the track and just meet some of the teams, you know, walk around the paddock and, you know, say hi to people and and just see how you can get involved. You know, there's so many levels of involvement you can do in motorsports, uh, not just on the driving side or mechanic side, but, you know, everything else beyond behind the scenes, the logistic-wise, to, to make the events happen. So if you want to be in the sport or, or, or you have a passion for motorsports, you know, there's ways to get involved um, that aren't uh, out of reach. Uh, but the biggest thing for them is just to make it out to the track. Uh, utilize that free free uh, free pre day. Get out there and 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 meet some people and enjoy it. That's that's the first step I think uh, for them to uh, to do. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, obviously, uh, drivers like yourself uh, get the headlines uh, at race weekends, but there's so much that goes into auto racing. There's so many ways into the sport. Uh, whether you're an engineer, whether you're uh, whether, whether you're a manufacturer, a chassis builder, we're, I'm talking to Rob Holland later in the hour who runs a, uh, runs a race team in a Denver Rotex. And yeah, it's remarkable how, how many, uh, how many, uh, different suppliers he touches as he prepares for a race weekend. Did you, uh, as you, you know, kind of look at your, uh, career, what, what, what relationships have you had in the paddock uh, that have been useful? You, you, do, you, uh, do you enjoy talking with engineers about car setup? Do you enjoy the sponsor end of it? What, uh, uh, what, what, what else uh, beyond the obvious thrill of turning laps do you enjoy about the sport? I mean, it's, it's all enjoyable. You gotta, you gotta really enjoy it to be able to put yourself through all this, uh, all the effort and hard work it takes to, to go out there and race on track. Um, and you know, I like every part of it. You know, being able to meet the fans. Um, going over the engineering, I like the mechanical side a lot, learning how the cars work and what makes them faster on the track uh, has always been really uh, intriguing for me. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of fun things to do at the track. It's not just about driving around. Uh, you know, you got to enjoy all of it. Yeah, the, uh, you know, it, it is. It's a, it's a lot of work uh, bringing in sponsors. Uh, uh, obviously, the fan interaction is a real cool aspect of the sport. As you uh, work through the season and, and head up to uh, Detroit. Uh, talk about the Detroit track a little bit. What do you look forward to when you come uh, to racing at, at, at uh, on Belle Isle? Yeah, you know, it's always a fun place to come see. The fans are really awesome around there. And it's a cool track. The track is, uh, has a lot of character. Uh, it's really rough. Uh, it's bumpy and, you know, they're surrounded, uh, surrounded by walls. So, you know, you got to be on point when you're driving around there. Um, but, you know, it's exciting, uh, ready to get back out there and, uh, and turn some laps. It's been a few years since I have raced there in the Trans Am Series. Um, so, you know, to get back into it, driving the lights car now is going to be a different transition. Um, but, you know, I think uh, it's nothing I can't handle. Well, Ernie Francis Jr., really look forward to seeing you up here in Detroit in June. Uh, good luck. Uh, Thank you. early in the season. Uh, sounds like uh, things are going well. Uh, right out of the box here in St. Pete, and we'll uh, see you soon. All right, thank you. Pleasure talking to you. All right, that's uh, Ernie Francis Jr., uh, uh, as I say, pioneering guy in this sport, uh, uh, African-American driver, first uh, black-owned team in Indy Lights and uh, doing real well in the uh, Indy Lights racing. We're going to take a break here to hear from our own sponsors, and on the other side, we'll be talking with Robin Warner about the all-new Mazda CX-50 here on Car Radio.
is Wayne County Sheriff Raphael Ray Washington inviting you to join me for On the Line with Reverend Sheffield for our live radio and TV Wayne County Sheriff's Recruitment Fair Saturday, April 9th from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. in the Sheffield Center, 12048 Grand River at Wyoming. A free home-cooked breakfast will be served. If you are 18 years of age and over and have a GED or high school diploma, you can join my team by becoming a Wayne County Sheriff. Come Saturday, April 9th from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. and sign up to be a Wayne County Sheriff at the Sheffield Center. Again, 12048 Grand River in the city of Detroit. If you are 18 years of age and over and have a GED or high school diploma, you can join my team by becoming a Wayne County Sheriff. A free home-cooked breakfast will be served, so come take advantage of this opportunity to become a Wayne County Sheriff. We look forward to seeing you Saturday, April 9th, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello. Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely no, positive we won't. that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. No. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500, but they must air within 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, You won't budge an inch until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. They heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I 
heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online. For like a year, she couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Who else but 910 AM can give you this much excitement? I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. You are on car radio. Full swing here on Saturday. Well, I just had a stream coming through here talking about cool cars, classic cars, hot rods, muscle cars. We've got a great lineup for you today. Best car radio show in all of Michigan. Catch it all right here on 910 AM Superstation. into car radio you're on 910 a.m superstation a reminder uh, if you can't catch the whole program live today you can go to podcast next week so you can uh, catch up with all your car radio episodes at apple google spotify uh, stitcher detroit news podcast we're all over the place so um uh, lots of ways to find us and we're also live today on iHeartRadio. As well, we're joined by Robin Warner, good friend of the program, uh, runs the Robin Warner YouTube channel, one of the best uh, auto journalists out there. Robin, how are you? Oh, I'm very well, Henry, and thank you for the tremendously nice introduction. <laughs> yeah, always good to have you. I was, I was talking to Ernie Francis, Jr. on the uh, segment at the top of the hour, and we're talking about the uh, Detroit Grand Prix coming in June, and I always get excited talking Detroit Grand Prix. And you and I had a great time out there last year broadcasting from the track. Fantastic time, absolutely. Yeah, that was a blast. Yeah, we'll have to get Ernie Francis on the on the show uh, this year. He's going to be running Indy Lights, um, and. Uh, I always think of you, too. Ernie's a young guy, 24-year-old, uh, uh, coming up through the ranks, has uh, landed um, the Cindy Lights uh, seat for this year. And, these guy, and, and uh, you know, you, you came up through uh, uh, the Barber uh, racing experience uh, when you were a young uh, aspiring driver. He came up through sports cars and um, – and has been a, a seven-time Trans Am Series champion at the age of 24, and now he goes in. Wow. Now he goes. Now he goes into open wheel racing. That that sounds like quite a transition, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about cutting the weight of the car in half, and you know, big differences in power, and uh, you know the weight balance of the car and all those things. So, yeah, that's a lot to take in. But, you know, 
Henry, as I know you know, fundamentally, you're just trying to get to the limit of the tire. And uh, you do that whether it's a sports car, a formula car, a pickup truck, or a bicycle even. So, you know, you're just looking for that limit, and you just do your best to find it. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, he was very confident about it. He, he said, you know, the biggest uh, transition is just getting used to the downforce. I mean, the envelope of a, of a uh, uh, yeah, of any any uh, high level open wheel car these days, they just have tremendous uh, grip. But um, yeah, he's very excited about uh, run, running for the first uh, uh, black owned uh, Indy Lights uh, team in that series. Uh, history, so uh, uh, pretty exciting, uh, pretty exciting thing going on there with uh, for Cindy and Ernie Francis. So I hope uh, hope uh, maybe we can catch up with him uh, at the Detroit Grand Prix this year. Uh, you and I uh, were, were were driving around a very different animal um, <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, <laughs> and that was a, a, a Mazda CX-50. And Mazda, of course, is gotten whole hog into SUVs just like everybody else. Their best-selling vehicle is not a Miata. It's not a Mazda 3. It's a Mazda CX-5 SUV. Um, and now they bring out a CX-50. Uh, talk about that a little bit, Rob. Yeah, you know, it's a really curious thing. And it does, more than anything, tell you where we are as a society right now that the most popular car by far for Mazda is their compact SUV, so much so that they just go ahead and bring out a slightly bigger, slightly different configured compact two-row SUV. <laughs> I mean, what's shocking is on paper how similar these two cars are. And when Mazda says we're not too concerned about one taking the sales away from another, I believe them. And that's just because that's where the market is today. Yeah, and they're, uh, you know, the, the, the segment is huge. I mean, you get 3 million uh, compact SUVs are sold every year. It's by far the largest uh, segment in the auto industry. And a lot of manufacturers uh, will, will kind of add trims. Um, Toyota, uh, which is the top-selling uh, mainstream uh, badge in that segment will make a TRD version of the RAV4. They'll make a plug-in version of the RAV4. But it's interesting that both Ford and Mazda are splitting the segment. As you say, Ford has come in with a Bronco Sport, which is on the same platform as the Ford Escape, but a, a strikingly different SUV. And now uh, a CX-50 is is a is a really different animal, a more off road oriented animal than a CX five. What do you, what do you think of that strategy? You know, it's fascinating, and I'm really curious to see what this Meridian edition is like when that comes out, because that really is what exploits the off roading side of this truck as much as anything. But it's it's fascinating because it's a little bit heavier, not by much, but a little bit heavier can tow 1,500 more pounds than the CX-5. So you go from 2,000 pounds towing capability to 3,500 pounds towing capability, and that opens a wide array of recreational vehicle options. And then at the exact same time, they say, hey, we've got a little bit more ground clearance here. 
and we built it to be a little bit more rugged off-road. There's an off-road mode in the driving modes, and everything is just gives you just a little bit more confidence to go a little bit farther off the beaten path. These aren't extremes here by any means, but it's just, I think, one of those things where the customer can get a little bit more confidence in doing some light-level versions of off-roading or whatever, or they can tow more things, get a slightly bigger camper, get a slightly bigger boat, maybe carry a couple of snowmobiles instead of just one. You know, you get into those kinds of levels of activities that you can do with this SUV, and that really broadens the appeal potentially. Yeah, yeah, and yet, uh, you know, and I was, you know, I was looking at the pictures of it. I'm, I'm hearing all this off-roady talk from the Mazda folks, and I was thinking, you know, is this still going to have the good old Mazda DNA? Because I, I think the Mazda CX-5 is the best handling, uh, not only the best handling car in the mainstream segment. I think it's very competitive with a BMW X2 as uh, in, in, in the luxury segment. I mean, really tight, sure. sweet handling SUV. And this CX-50 is still a ball to drive on the road. Yeah, absolutely. And, in fact, for me, that is critical. That Mazda does not give that up. And I was so, so relieved that they didn't. You know, we had a chance to drive it off-road, as you mentioned. We had a chance to tow it a little bit. But a big part of our opportunity to drive this car was this nice Kirby Road, and you have the same kind of feel and turn and response and predictability that you get in the CX-5 or other Mazdas, and it's just, it's such a joy and it's such a relief, and it makes all the driving experiences of the car all the time just a little bit nicer, because you have that connection to the road, and that adds, in my opinion, to the sense of the confidence you have in the car. Uh, if an emergency situation comes up or those types of things. And then, obviously, of course, if you find yourself, you know, on the tail of the dragon or something on your way to the Smoky Mountains, you can have a little fun, too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's remarkable how they translate the DNA from their uh, from their sports car and, and from their uh, hot hatch to an SUV. It's really a sweet handling thing. Robin, hang on there. We're going to uh, take an ad break. On the other side, we're going to continue talking Mazda CX-50 with Robin Warner. You're on Car Radio. If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello. Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely no, positive we won't. that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. No. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesdays, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. 
Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at jamie at my38detroit.com. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. Welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation talking to Robin Warner of uh, the Robin Warner YouTube channel about the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50. Is it 2023, uh, Robin, or 2022? Yeah, they, they are labeling it a 2023. It is one of those early release vehicles that we get adorned with every once in a while, just like the Acura MDX January of 21 as a 2022 model. Yeah. So uh, 2023 Mazda CX-50, um, it's, it's, uh, it's out there. It's available uh, from your dealer. Really a striking vehicle. And, and you know, one of the, one of the things, uh, uh, Robin, that, that uh, really impresses me every time I get into a Mazda is not only how premium the interiors are on these vehicles. This is a... $30,000 vehicle starts at about $28,000, $29,000. But how smooth the drivetrain is. And I, I, I drove this uh, CX-50 back-to-back with a GR86 Toyota sports car, a car I love. Uh, I mean, you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm so pleased that uh, Toyota and Subaru, uh, along with Mazda, continue to offer an entry-level $28,000 sports car but the drivetrain in the GR86 is really rough. Uh, a lot of, lot of, um, yeah, a lot of head jerking on, on tip in, you know, when you, when you really get into the throttle. And the sure. CX50 is so smooth. Um, you know, you've been around cars for a while. Why, why is Mazda so good 
at uh, drivetrain smoothness? Boy, you know, it is a it's an it's a magic sauce that uh, if I knew exactly why, I'm sure I'd be making a lot more money doing a lot more important things than YouTube videos. But I agree with you that Mazda puts a lot of effort into having just smoothness and uh, predictability across all components of driving. And, of course, that means applying throttle. And, you know, it's a combination of not having too aggressive of a throttle tip-in. So these days, all cars have no connection between the throttle pedal and the amount that the throttle bodies open in the car. That's all done by computer. And so it's just a little bit of software to say, hey, when the driver puts 10% of throttle down, how much throttle is that actually? And oftentimes, 10% throttle can be as much as 25, even 35% throttle apply. So you get this really aggressive feel of acceleration with just a light touch of the throttle. And apparently, that's the more popular way. Apparently, customers here in the United States like it that way. But real drivers, like you and me, Henry, we'd rather have a linear throttle where 10% means 10% all the time. And Mazda is more disciplined about giving us a more true linear throttle response, and I think that definitely plays a role. And also, the gear ratios that they choose for their six-speed automatic transmission, which is a little bit lower compared to a lot of vehicles these days, but they do a really good job of choosing ratios that give you a chance to experience good acceleration without it having, without it being so jerky. Yeah, yeah, and I and I, and I, I guess maybe I I noticed that, uh, especially in this in this day and age, because you have so many electric vehicles out there in the market, and of course that's one of the uh, glories in electric cars. You not only get instant torque, but but that torque has, comes on so smoothly because of electric motor, and um, so I I feel that that uh, jerk in a uh, in a gas engine transmission maybe even more. And to, and to your point, the Mazda has stuck with this six-speed transition. A lot of other manufacturers have gone to nine, ten-speed transmissions for in order to trick the EPA uh, fuel economy uh, numbers. But uh, I don't know. This this six-speed is awfully sweet. Yeah, yeah, and it's a good motor. And the thing that I always look for, especially when you have a six-speed instead of an eight, nine, or ten-speed transmission. Is what's your cruising RPM on the interstate? And you know there's cars these days where you can be spinning under 2,000 RPM on interstate speeds with a four-cylinder engine. And this Mazda, I checked, it was you know 21, 2200 RPM. So not quite there, but pretty darn close. So that's what I was getting at. Where Mazda does a great job to choose ratios that give you as much of that smooth driving and still a lot of the benefits that the higher transmission, the higher gear transmissions give you. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot, uh, a lot to talk about on this vehicle. I'm a, I'm a big guy, six foot five guy. There's uh, more room in the, in the back seat with this CX 50. They expanded the uh, wheelbase by five inches, I believe over the CX five. Yeah. Uh, it's got nice cargo room. 
Yeah, but one of the most striking things, Robin, is is the the styling is very different on this car. I mean, it's it's it looks very different from the CX-5. I, to my eye, it looks different than any other Mazda. It's generally they're very minimalist, very sleek designs. This this uh, this looks more like a Subaru. I mean, it's got a lot of cladding on it. How do you think that works? Yeah, I I like it a lot. I I definitely I. I don't think it looks better than the CX-5 by, you know, and comfortably slow, and comfortably slow. And I think that uh, the styling, I like it. It's simple. It's clean. That's as I say, sleek. In fact, I use sleek as part of my thumbnail for my video on this car. So you and I definitely agree there. And uh, I think, yeah, I think it's a good-looking car. And I also think I'm shifting gears a little bit. I hope that's okay. But uh, I think the engine does a great, great job in this car. I was a little concerned uh, if the two-liter, two-and-a-half-liter was going to be up to this. But the two-and-a-half-liter turbo gives you plenty of punch, you know, 320 pound-feet of torque. It's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, another winner from Mazda. Great to have the uh, CX-50 uh, in the market. Robin Warner, thanks for joining us. And and uh, and uh, is, the, is your CX-50 review up on Robin Warner? YouTube channel or will be soon? Yes, it is. Yep, yep. It's up on the YouTube channel, and um, I also have it written on my website, and my dog is very excited about it as well. Um, I also have it written on my website, an article, funwithcars.com, F-U-N-W-I-T-H-T-A-R-S.com. So, um, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of good to talk about for this monster, so I made a video and wrote an article. Outstanding. Thanks, Robin. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much, Henry. All right, so from Mazda, we transitioned to Porsche, both uh, performance brands, both uh, exquisitely engineered. We're joined by Rob Holland, who is racing the all-new Porsche Cayman GT4 RS in the SRO series. Rob, how are you? I am great, Henry. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Good to have you on the program. I'm... uh, Actually, an hour behind you out in San Diego, I was expecting to be talking to you uh, from the other side of the timeline in Detroit, but I'm I'm actually a little bit earlier than you in in uh, San Diego. You're in Denver. How's Denver today? Oh, it's beautiful, sunny and almost 70 degrees, and I'll be uh, heading out for a bike ride here pretty soon to enjoy the warm weather. <laughs> That's outstanding. So, uh, Rob, uh, you're you're a busy man as as always. Uh, you got a couple wonderful articles at the Drive um, where you uh, write and contribute, and uh, and both of them involve this Porsche Cayman GT4 RS. Uh, one you're talking about the street car. The other talk, you're talking about the race car. I, I I think you were in the race car before you were in the production car. Is that right? Yeah, obviously enough. Um, that was kind of probably the first time I've ever uh, I've ever experienced that. Is uh, we actually took delivery of our um, our GT4 RS Club Sport um, probably about almost a month before we uh, we uh, were able to drive the street car, and then we actually raced in uh, in St. Petersburg with the race car. Uh, and then literally, I left St. Petersburg, and the next day I was driving the street car out in uh, out in Southern California with you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. So let's talk about the race car first. You, you, uh, your your race team, Rotec, 
Racing is based there in Denver, and you've actually had had quite a. Uh, I, I I'm a racer myself. The off season always is too short, but in your case, it was really short because you were changing uh, race cars in the GT4 series, uh, picking up this uh, Porsche for the first time. Uh, uh, talk about that real quick. Yeah, um, you know, anytime you're changing manufacturers, it's always a, a big deal. There, there's always things that um, that you need to do, uh, you know, new equipment, the spare parts package, uh, you're getting the, both the mechanics and the engineers up to speed. Uh, but, but ours was, was even um, a step up from that because uh, not only were we switching platforms, but we were also um, uh, the, the, the GT4S wasn't available immediately. Um, in addition, we weren't even sure we were going to get it because Porsche was only bringing 25 of those cars over to the U.S. So we had to apply with a whole bunch of other teams, um, and we were obviously honored to be accepted by Porsche uh, as one of the teams to, to represent them with this car. Um, so the, at that point in time, the cars were still being built uh, over over in Germany, and um, we uh, we had to jump through a bunch of hoops to uh, to get the car over as quickly as possible because. Uh, the St. Petersburg race was a bit earlier than it is uh, was this year in years past. Um, so we had to have the car by the end of February. So we ended up having to pick the car up um, at our shop in Germany. We have a we have a race shop at the Nurburgring in Germany. Um, and fortunately, the cars were being finished at Manti Racing, which was literally around the block from our shop. So we had one of our crew guys walk over and pick the car up, which is probably a first for Porsche. Um, and uh, but we we had to get it prepped out in that shop uh, to to get flown over here to the U.S. Um, and with all the transportation nightmare issues everyone's having right now, um, it was a bit of planes, trains, and automobiles to get the car back into Denver in time for us to service it to uh, to make the race. So it was a, it was a near thing all the way around, and it was also not a uh, an inexpensive endeavor. Yeah, that's quite a uh, yeah, that's quite a tale just to uh, get a race to a car to your shop. Uh, lots more coming from Rob Holland. We're going to take a break here and hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, we'll keep talking Cayman GT4 RS. You're on Car Radio. Hello, Detroit. This is Kim Holt. I'm here to introduce you to MoreForDetroit.com. MoreForDetroit.com is a website giving you a brief summary of who Ricardo Moore is, what Ricardo Moore does, and what Ricardo Moore believes about Detroit. More for Detroit also has a comprehensive list of contact numbers on who to call just in case. More for Detroit is for you. M-O-O-R-E, the number four, Detroit.com. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's one 800 
1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Hi, welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation. We're talking with Rob Holland about uh, the new Porsche Cayman TT4 RS uh, that Rob and I not only tested out in uh, Willow Springs, California recently, but Rob is campaigning it in the SRO GT American Series uh, starting in St. Petersburg uh, earlier this year. And, and uh, Rob, before we talk uh, more Porsche, I'm, I'm curious, I was talking to Ernie Francis Jr. earlier in the, uh, earlier in the, in the hour uh, today, he's uh, a, a bit of a pioneer with uh, Force Indy uh, racing team, the first uh, African-American-owned team. Uh, you're, a, you're a minority racer as well. Racing is always trying to expand its, uh, its footprint. Uh, sponsors are always trying to expand, uh, obviously, their demographic. Um, as you know, as a, as a minority in the racing world, do you, do you feel like you have been able to expand the sport and take it into a new fan base? Uh, well, we're working on it. I mean, and, and something it's a it's, it's a long term project. It's not something that, that has a, a quick fix. Uh, even though I think everybody would would like to see that. Um, you know, I think it's it's all about building building the base. And um, from our perspective. Um, you know, we've got a, a partnership with uh, with the SRO Championship, and, and Greg Gill, who is the is the president there, is um, is a huge supporter of uh, of trying to expand uh, um, diversity within the sport. But also, we look at it as, as it expands the the fan base and brings in, like you said, new sponsors, new partners in the sport, which is kind of what everybody wants. You know, we we want a bigger sport. We want more people uh, to have eyes on the sport and what we're doing. So. Um, you know that's kind of how we're approaching things, but the the, the big thing is is that it, it's it's such a hard sport to, for a lot of people to get involved in. It's not um, you know it's not as simple as walking down to uh, the local tennis courts and hit a ball or or going over to the baseball field and hitting a baseball. Um, you know it's 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 a lot harder for a lot of guys to get involved in, and we 
because minorities haven't had that uh, historical uh, participation in the sport, um, you know, there's really no easy access. So what we're trying to do is, is hopefully uh, create a pathway um, for for more minorities to, to enter the sport and at the same time hopefully uh, expand the sponsorship base that uh, allows them to go there. Yeah, and I, and I love the point that Ernie Francis uh, was making earlier in the program that, uh, you know, the, the, the drivers get all the headlines, but there's so many ways into the sport. And, you know, if you go to the drive and read Rob's uh, story about preparing a race car for a race year, you realize how many different suppliers, how many different people are involved, engineers, product, uh, product people, sponsors, uh, in order to prep a race car. So, uh, um, you know, it's, that's one of the cool things about the sport is there's so many ways uh, into it. So, so Rob, uh, back to the to jump on you real yeah. quick. We're not even – our focus really isn't drivers. And obviously I happen to be a minority driver, but our focus is more, you know, kind of what Ernie was saying, is, is more on the crew guys and the mechanics and the engineers and the, the PR people and all the things, all the other people um, within our, our program and, and other race programs that, that make this sport go. So, you know, so it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a race car and have to have talent behind the wheel to, to be involved in, in this program and, and, and in motorsports in general. Yeah, yeah, and you go to a race uh, and just go into a paddock, and you realize that just just how much uh, how many opportunities there are. Um, so, Rob, you're you you uh, uh, you're in Denver. You you uh, before going to St. Pete, you get the GT4 RS out on track the first time at uh, High Plains Raceway out there. I mean, what was your what was your first feeling about this car? <laughs> uh, you know, normally when you get race cars and, and straight out of the box, no matter whether you know, from manufacturers or whatever, um, you know they're, they're they're never set up quite right. You're always having to to work on things and get cars dialed in and, and what have you. Um, I was amazed at how good uh, the the GT4 RS was straight out of the box. Um, literally, uh, you know, we we only had time for for really a, a shakedown, so we, you know we were out there for half a day. Uh, maybe a bit more, and, and we only had one set of tires because there's, there's a shortage of, uh, of supply right now. So we really didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of work. And um, and by the the end of our shakedown, we were uh, a couple seconds quicker than uh, than the last GT4 car we were driving. Um, you know, so it was it was uh, it was a pretty stunning thing to realize exactly the, the what a, what an amazing car um, Porsche had straight out of the box. It was it was really impressive. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's the same for the streetcar. I mean, the, the the race car is 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 not a far evolution from the streetcar. This this thing is uh, uh, the first uh, came in to share the GT3 motor out of the 911. This extraordinary 9,000 RPM uh, flat six. Uh, they've done a lot of aero work uh, on the streetcar in order to uh, make it even more manageable. Uh, on track, uh, when you and I took it out at Streets of Willow, which is a very challenging, very technical racetrack north, northeast of L.A., uh, what I love about uh, this car and Porsches in general is that they're, they're so easy to get your arms around right out of the box that you can, you can start concentrating on the track uh, right away instead of the car. I mean, it's, it, it's, really, a natural, it's really a natural vehicle. Yeah, and, and the, the interesting thing for us is that uh, you know we're running in the GT4 uh, class, and the GT4 
uh, cars are are very very similar to the street car. I mean, there's there's it's basically a street car minus the interior and and, and add a roll cage. Um, you know, so there, there's 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 a huge amount of similarities between the two cars. Um, and, and jumping into the street car, that was the first thing I noticed. I mean, it was, it's literally exactly the same as the race car. Um, and it was it's it's amazing. Um, you know, I, I wrote my article for the drive that. Um, you know, normally when I, I haven't been in the streets of Willow in, in about, what, a decade or more, and the last time I was there, um, it was actually I was driving it in uh, clockwise um, uh, section as opposed to going counterclockwise like we did this last time out. And, um, you know, Mark Hoskins is uh, one of the Porsche factory guys uh, that, that runs their, uh, their program out in L.A., and Mark and I have known each other. We were teammates at the 25 Hours of Thunderhill years ago. So, you know, we were sitting around and, and, and talking before going out. And I said, hey, Mark, look, take it easy on me. I, you know, haven't, haven't been uh, at, at uh, the circuit in a while, so let me kind of figure things out. And uh, literally by, I would say, halfway through the outlap, I was like, nope, I'm good. I, I, I get it. I, you know, I don't have to worry about learning the circuit because the car is so good. I am so comfortable in it. It really doesn't matter which way the track is going. I'll, I'll be able to figure it out, and I can throw the car in there at such high speeds that it was uh, it was amazing to me how good it was, once again, right out of the box. Yeah, yeah, it's something else. Mid-engine Porsche with a GT3 motor uh, stuck back there. It doesn't get much better than that. Uh, Rob, thanks for joining us, and, uh, and good luck to you in the racing uh, season this year. Henry, thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll catch up at uh, another one of these launches here soon. Yeah, look forward to it. That's uh, Rob Holland. He's with uh, Rotex Racing, and follow him uh, this year. The, they're in the GT4 class, racing the Cayman GT4 RS and the SRO GT America Series. You're on Car Radio. We're going to take a break. On the other side of the hour, we'll be talking about the all-new Toyota GR Corolla. Nine ten AM Superstation. Get past the people. Get past the hit men. Okay, so are you embarrassed by your dark, crusty toenails? Did you know it could be nail fungus? Horsley Foot and Ankle can get rid of nail fungus quickly and naturally. Traditional nail treatments have included painful toenail removal, taking pills, or applying topical solutions that may not even work. Why bother with pills that could damage your liver? Let the foot specialists of Horsley Foot and Ankle immediately clear up your thickened, discolored, brittle, and crumbly toenails with the safest and most effective FDA-approved laser treatment. Call Horsley Foot and Ankle. Ankle surgeons today and make your appointment at 248-559-5200. Ladies, summer is just around the corner, and I know you want to wear those sexy, strappy sandals. Fellas, you can stop wearing those thick socks with your